we're all protecting you. We have, we have all, all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't so don't ever breathe so with guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Armin, and I'm back to host another Vanderpump Rules recap. And I'm very excited to be joined by the co-host of the Holly Shook podcast. That's Ryan Alkire. How are you, Ryan? Hi, Armin. I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so every other emotion that I have every week while I'm here. I feel no, like you I'm should be excited. more excited this week than any other week because this was quite the episode. I will say I was looking forward to this more than normal. I always look forward to this, but I was looking forward more than normal because I feel like this was actually one of the better episodes of the season in a weird way. Do you think it's because the episode centered on Jax and Jax was kind of back to his old ways? Or do you think it's just purely the drama factor? It could have been anyone bringing it, but Drax happened to bring it. I feel like because there was so much drama this episode, in that it was a lot of different people's dramas. Obviously, the Jax freakout is kind of the main one in terms of psychoticness. But I just felt like the the whole episode start to finish had a multitudes of drama from different people. We obviously have the Sheena Brett music video, which I thought was great drama. Um, we have Max confessing his love for Dana, which was awkward drama, <laughs> but good. And then we have Jack's kind of sprinkling himself in throughout the episode leading up to his big burst. It just felt like finally stuff was happening again. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So it wasn't just the, the focus on Jack's or Jack's bringing it back. Um, it, it really was just about the fact that there was drama. Yeah, I mean, obviously, ideally, the drama would have nothing to do with Jax, and ideally, Jax would not be on the show, but it was drama nonetheless, and I appreciate that it was drama, and I don't know, I felt like we got some good, like, we got some progress in storyline as well this episode, with, like, Sheena and Brett's kind of back and forth throughout the whole season kind of came to a head, and then the love triangle drama that's been happening kind of throughout the season, but it hasn't really been that prevalent. I don't know. I just enjoyed this episode. It didn't feel, it wasn't as boring as like the other episodes have been. And I feel like they've been trying to force so much like drama and so much storyline and it's been boring. And this felt really natural. I felt, I felt it was really natural too. And the reason why I asked that Jack's question is because we've talked a lot over these last few recaps about how like Vanderpump Rules isn't the same and we've both agreed that the last two seasons are the weakest seasons and like maybe mm-hmm. season 6 was the last pretty good season and when I was watching this episode I was 
you know, thinking to myself, hmm, well, what's the common denominator, right? Like seasons one through six has a lot of Jax drama and Jax drives a lot of the controversy and the feuds. Um, And in season seven and eight, he's been relatively drama free, right? So like I was wondering, you know, is, is Jax really the linchpin to Vanderpump Rules? Or or does it not matter? And I think you're right. In the end, I I think that other people have proven throughout the years that you know they can carry the show in a lot of ways. He's not really necessary. But I thought it was a valid question because I thought maybe maybe you had a different take on it or something. But I I actually agree with you. The real like magic ingredient is the drama. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, I didn't think about that. It it felt like early Jacks. Yes. This reaction. Um, maybe that's why it was so captivating to the audience, but also triggering to the audience. Because it was like, oh, God, uh, we're seeing the devil come out of this man again, like we saw years ago. It is very early Jacks, for sure. It's very early Jacks. That's what I told Camille. I said, this feels like a season three episode. By the mm-hmm. way, Jax is acting like very, very manic and very accusatory towards everyone. These huge blowups. Um, he even cops to it near the end of the episode um, that he's exploding really quickly. And I, I said to Camille, I said, it's really, really annoying, but at the same time, super compelling. Yeah. But again, I don't I don't think that Jax is necessary for this show to be good. Um, but I think it's safe to say that he has been a major reason why this show has been good. <laughs> no matter For how sure. annoying I mean, he's been. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, he's, he's one of the things that made this show so successful in that he was so awful. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, I guess you could, you could credit Jax with why this episode was so good. Because he was being awful, but he wasn't being like wedding awful, you know? Like yeah, that was a Jax different kind of like, awful. Like, it's two different types of awful jacks and I couldn't take any more wedding jacks. So I never thought I'd say it, but I, I will take this, this jacks over wedding jacks. Wedding jacks is a smug jacks who yeah. thinks Ugh. he has it all and basically is just clamoring for attention. Um, this is purely out of control jacks, totally yeah. flailing. He knows Manic. it, everyone else knows it. And uh, I guess we're we're basically saying that we enjoy when Jax is, you know, off the deep end. Yeah, I love just like when people are mentally unstable and um, <laughs> unable to act in rational ways. It's great exploitation for television. We, we just love reality TV exploitation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of exploitation, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sheena does a music video with Brett. And mm-hmm. uh, Brett does feel exploited a little bit. Uh, he puts it as feeling violated mm-hmm. and that kicks off a whole drama. So uh, for the listeners, we're going to bucket our recap into three topics. And uh, one of them is going to be the Sheena music video drama. The other is the Max Dana Brett triangle. And then we'll get to what everyone really wants to hear, which is the Jax drama. <laughs> um, that we've already talked about. That we've already basically talked about. Um, but yeah, what did you think about, this whole music video controversy. I I was team Sheena this episode. I know, I feel like Sheena's the one character, character, one person, yeah, character. The one person I have 
I can never have a grasp on in terms of where I stand with her. And I feel like every time we talk, I have a different stance on, on Shishu. Um, but I loved Sheena this episode. I thought she stood her ground. I thought she she's realizing how much of a fool they're making her seem, this whole Brett, Max, whatever drama. I thought she handled it very well. I don't think that I don't think that Brett said anything to her during the photo shoot or the the video shoot and went along with it. And I'll be even damned to say that I think Brett maybe enjoyed it in the moment. But of course, when going back to Dana, the girl he's dating, quote unquote, he has to have this like, well, I hated it and it was weird. And like, she offered to give me a blowjob and I said no. And like, have this like macho, like, yeah, this bitch is crazy, like, which is the stance he's had all season, and it's terrible, and he's sleazy. Um, You're now turned off by Brett again? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm super over Brett again. Um, (laughs) Now, that's been a roller coaster ride for our podcast, right? It's the ups and downs you've been having with Brett. One day you love him, the next day you hate him, and I feel like it all depends on his association with Dana. Now that Dana's maybe flirting with getting back with Max, you're like, oh, no. I don't like Brett again. Uh, well, first off, what was happening with his hair? Someone needs to help him. Um, they all seem and, to like it, though. Ugh, it was awful. Uh, I just thought I just thought the way he handled the situation was so gross, and it was so like it was purposefully making Sheena putting Sheena in a in a bad light, and I don't think it's what she deserved. And. Do you think I that Sheena actually asked him if he wanted a blowjob? No. No. I could see, like, jokingly her be like, oh, should we, like, pretend, like, should we do a shot of me giving you a blowjob, like, whatever? And then, like, maybe he's like, no. And she's like, haha, yeah, no. I don't think, like, there's a reason Sheena asked Brett. She's obviously attracted to him. She thinks he's hot. Like, you know, being sexy in bed with him is probably something she wanted to do, but... I still think that Sheena's a professional and I don't think that she would like do or say the things that he was saying she did and said. I just didn't like how he handled it. I thought it was gross. I'm proud of Sheena for standing her ground and saying like, we're, we were acting, which I love Sheena's branding of herself as an actress this episode. Good for her. (laughs) I love how uh, she's like, I'm a damn good actress. That's why you thought that I was enjoying myself. Yeah. She's like, I'm good at my job. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I felt like she handled it. She handled it well. And she didn't let him like push her around or embarrass her, especially when he's, he's wanting to talk all his big game right in front of Dana. It would have been a different story. I think if he like pulled her aside and was like, Hey, like, I don't feel comfortable with you. Like showing people the footage before it's put together, whatever, whatever. But that wasn't it. I think he just wanted to, like, talk his big game in front of Dana to try to impress her. And it was sleazy, and it was gross, and I hate him, and I'm over him, and he needs to keep straightening his hair. So I think we covered that drama. Yeah, and I will say that I feel like it's not the last we're going to hear of it. It did end at Davy Wayne's with him, with her storming off, being like, you're fired, but you're not fired because I'm not paying you, or whatever. <laughs> Um, 
So look, in my in my way, I'm like bad business for Brett because he got kicked out of the music video. Basically, have you seen uh, that music video? No, is it out? Have they released it? No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm like genuinely asking you. I haven't watched it. Oh no, I thought you were like gonna say. I'm. I would assume like a smart marketing move would to, would be to like being releasing it right now during the episodes, but uh, I'm gonna look it up on YouTube really quick. <laughs> I love how when uh, Sheena told Dana about the music video, Dana goes, oh, was it good as gold? And then she's like, oh, no, 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 no. It was another song. And it's like, oh, you don't get what Dana's yeah. doing? She didn't She didn't get the pun. Literally right during that scene, Dallas was like, and she didn't get the joke. Nope. <laughs> like, yeah. She didn't get it. She, um, was basically, she was basically Raquel when, when Lisa Vanderpump asked, mm-hmm. does the Pope have a balcony? <laughs> she's like sorry does everyone know that the pope drinks rosé on his balcony and literally that happened and i was like no raquel you were doing so great don't don't backtrack now honey my favorite part um, about that scene is james going she had to think about that one she had to think about it <laughs> um i would just like to psa quick psa um sheena shea one more time official music video was released on youtube two days ago and it has 95,000 views so far. Ooh, congratulations, so it's, Sheena. It's no good as gold, but it could get there. We'll see if a choir does a uh, cover uh, of it. Yeah, you can't have everything be a hit. Speaking of hits, I don't know, that, okay. that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this love triangle here. Speaking of hits to the heart. Ooh, that was good. There we go. That Thank was good. You. All right, that, you're my segue coordinator. Yeah, hire me. Where's my contract? <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with this segue. <laughs> um, Brett definitely feels comfortable with Dana, uh, but Max doesn't feel comfortable with Dana and Brett. Ooh, another segue. A segue off the segue. That was good. That's that's meta. That's elite. Segue off segue. Um, <laughs> this whole podcast is just segways. <laughs> um, Wait, here, I'm going to keep segueing. Brett will only feel comfortable with Dana keeping his hands off Brett, something that Sheena couldn't do. Oh! oh. <laughs> Can we keep this going on? Can we no. keep this going? We're done. <laughs> um, speaking of done, no. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was going to hang up. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, so, let's pick up at the beach here. Um, Brett and Max have this whole conversation. and Brett's telling Max how he's such a great dude. And um, they start talking about how Sheena said that Dana still has feelings for Max. Okay, Sheena apparently told Brett this. We don't really get a follow-up on that specifically. But that's something to track because Dana doesn't say that anywhere on the show. Um, yeah. So Brett asks Max then, you know, how he feels. And, and Max basically sticks to what he's been doing all season long. He says he doesn't want to talk about it, which to me is really annoying because that's why you guys film. It's so you could talk about things. Right. Literally. It's the bartending scene, part two, when they were yeah. – when. Max was teaching, you know, Brett how to make drinks and 
Brett does the same thing. Like Brett's trying to produce a little bit. You know, he's playing the reality TV game, and he's like, "How you right. feel, man?" Like, because that's Brett's yeah. thing. It's like deep emotional conversations. Yeah, he's really good at those. He's just so good at deep emotional conversations. So he's always going to ask you how you feel. And uh, Max right. just says, "I don't want to talk about how I feel." So that happens. And then later <laughs> in the episode, <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, later in the episode, though, Max does talk to Dana and. He does tell her how he feels there, and he says that he still likes her. Um, what did you think about that, Ryan? Uh, I mean, we all know how I feel about Max. I do have a crush on him, unfortunately. Obviously, you don't like Brett, right? Do you want her to get with Max, or do you think she should just like not get with Brett or Max? Well, I don't think she should get with either, just because I don't believe that a woman's entire storyline should be based on which guy she gets with. So let's delete that narrative that she has to choose one or the other. But if she is having feelings for one of the guys and wants to date them, I think she would be a better match with Max. Mm. Just because I think, you know, we know how I feel about Brett. I find him to be extremely boring. Whereas I think that Dana is like quirky and fun and edgy and cool. And like, I don't think that Max is necessarily like the coolest guy on earth, but he's like, kind of a sensitive like cute kind of sweet like probably will cry if you yell at him like type of guy and I feel like him and Dana would like make a really dynamic duo and I'd be really happy to see them together so I'm I'm hashtag team max but I'm also hashtag Dana single unless she really wants to be with the guy and it's her choice and she can be with whoever she wants. And then she can also do other things and her entire personality doesn't have to be which guy she's with. So those are my two teams. So Max and uh, Dana have this whole conversation where Max ultimately tells Dana that when they were getting closer, it really scared him because he's afraid of falling in love. Super cliche shit, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, I know, so cute too. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was so cliche. I forget exactly what he said, but I was like, that that had to have been like pulled straight from like You've Got Mail or some other '90s rom com, or like like Tumblr in like 2010. <laughs> More likely Tumblr in 2010. <laughs> I don't think Max even knows what You've Got Mail is. Uh, Max has never seen a rom com. No, famously. Uh, but it was very cliche. But, you know, that's what he's saying, that he didn't want to fall in love. Like, I think he said at one point, like, falling in love has never worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. And you could tell he was, like, even awkward talking about that. I just feel like he's not good at emotions. He's the care. opposite of Brett. You know, Brett, great at talking about his emotions, famously. Right. Clearly. Uh, but Max doesn't do that. Uh, he says that them getting closer was a factor in him pushing her away when things got tough. But I think Dana kind of makes it clear that they're over and she's going after Brett now. And that's when Max says the following. And I wrote this down word for word because I thought it was just incredible. Quote, I want you to know I had feelings for you. Still do. Feel a little weird about you and Brett hanging out here and there. It is what it is. I'm cool with it. But I'm also not. But it's okay. I still love you guys. End quote. So, like, I don't get how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Admittedly, I think it's a very transparent statement. 
I think conflicting feelings like this aren't uncommon. Yeah. I I actually think he's being super honest, which which is kind of unique. It, it, it's unexpected. You you don't see that, especially on vapid reality TV shows. Um, but I think yeah. it's fair. Like sometimes you can feel like I really really love you, but I know that I can't have you right now. And and I, and because I like you so much, I want you to be happy. And and maybe you doing this doesn't make me the happiest, but I'm not gonna stop you. Like that's his whole spiel, right? I think those are all yeah. fair conflicting emotions. I do have to point out though. He chooses his words wisely here. He says, feel a little weird about you and Brett hanging out here and there. I wish Dana followed up saying, well, what if we hung out a little bit more? Yeah. See, that was, I think, I think that's my problem with the conversation I think had potential to be more definite. And both of them were too wishy-washy. And like, I needed something more like, okay, well, why don't we hang out more? Or, okay, well, you know, let's see what can happen if we became exclusive how would you feel he comes at this with the assumption that dana and brett are just having a fling and he's cool with it not great with it but just fine yeah yeah but here's my thing is like i don't think brett and dana like are even like having anything more than a fling you know right are they well i mean we'll have to wait and see I just feel like they've only they've only hung out like twice. Like they went to like lunch that one time and then like that's it. <laughs> well, they did go to the club, right? Oh my god, I can't forget about the club where Dana was like wasted. <laughs> oh, and they did go on a double date with Raquel and James. Okay, fine. They've hung out three times. <laughs> they've only hung out once by themselves. <laughs> um You know, I do have to say though, right? So Max then clarifies cuz Dana's like like, what? Like, don't you realize you're jumping all over the place here? I have whiplash. And uh, Brett clarifies that if she hangs out with Brett, he's not going to get super pissed, but he'll feel a little weird about it. Yeah. Just to go back to our conversation about, you know, how Vanderpump Rules was a lot more successful in its early seasons than it is today. We need a lot more getting pissed about this kind of shit, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it just felt too wishy-washy where it's like, I wish he was like mad or like, I wish, or or even I wish she was mad at him for saying something like, well, too little, too late, buddy. Like something like that. And like, they just seemed too like, well, okay. Like I brought it up, but I don't really care. It could be an honest take. Like, I actually genuinely think this is how he feels. It's just not good reality TV. It's like, oh, like pretty decent people having like sane boring conversations yeah like having sane normal reactions to things but like i think vanderpump rules was so successful in its early seasons because it was all extreme behavior like going shirtless and getting into a fist fight outside of marrakesh i mean here's the thing the majority of this episode was situations that we've just talked about max and dana having a conversation by the pool while Dana drinks a Coors Light, and Sheena getting confronted by Brett at Davy Wayne's because Kristen's having another pop-up for her shirt company, and it didn't seem like anyone was at the shirt pop-up except for the cast. <laughs> but at the end of the day, those are not scenes we're going to remember two seasons down from now. No. Because they are not taking your shirt off in the parking lot of Marrakesh and having a fist fight. But 
just as someone took their shirt off in the parking lot in front of Marrakesh and had a fist fight, we did end up getting some early day Vanderpump Rules reactions in this episode. From from one shirtless man outside of Marrakesh in particular. And although his shirt remained on this episode, which I'm fine with because he is old now, <laughs> he his way of acting has not changed. This really and was I, the return of Mad Jax. Mad Jax, crazy, ma- like manic Jax. I mean, I was just worried, you know, I've always wondered what's wrong with this man. There's the scene in, I don't know what season, when he's still with Stassi, where she dumps all of his, like, pre-workout and, like, pills and, like, all the crazy shit he puts in his body down the drain. And then we got the conversation in his kitchen with Brittany of, well, you know, Brittany, when I'm when I'm stressed out and I'm feeling crazy, I just smoke a ton of weed because it calms me down. But then when I get too anxious, you know, and I can't focus, then I just pop Adderall all day, which makes me act crazy and, and yell and get all hyped up. And I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be putting shit into your body because you're clearly mentally unstable and none of this stuff helps. Dude, he was so embarrassed after he said that. She got super emotional. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame her. Like, she's pretty much watched her new husband have a mental breakdown in public, something that, to be fair, he hasn't reacted this crazy in a few years. I would say probably since the fight with James at Sir when he yelled and Lisa was there. And he pretty much said, fuck you to Lisa. Oh, yeah. But that was season six, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of the last crazy, like, freak out Jax we've seen. Yes. When he looked like he was on some substances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His eyes were dilated. Yeah. You guys know I'm a Twitter freak, so I I read all the Twitter um, hashtags after the show, and people were saying he's back on his bullshit. They were like, okay, well, Britney seemed to hide all his drugs from him for the six months leading up to the wedding and then just gave him back after their wedding because he's... He's on something again, which I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh no, he's fully on him because he admitted. And, and, and by the way, Adderall has its legitimate uses, but he says specifically that he smokes way too much weed, and then he gains a ton of weight, and then to lose the weight, he does mm-hmm. a bunch of Adderall. That's not mm-hmm. why you, you should ever take Adderall, not to lose weight. Yeah. Also, just not a healthy lifestyle. No, not at all. And by the way. There, there is an accompanying mood impact when you take Adderall. For sure. You know, so like it's not just like you're going to lose weight. And then you're wondering why, as, as you're telling Max and, and Sandoval, why you're having these angry outbursts all the time. Yeah, and I'm sure not like eating or exercising like to the extent that you should be. I mean, I also think we can all agree that Max, Max that Jax has some type of like mental instability in terms of like, I mean, I am not 40 years old yet, but I would assume by 40, like you shouldn't be acting that way. I mean, like, I feel like people don't act. It's like a childish way to act unless there's something like going on. Like, I just think like Max, why do I keep saying Max? I think Jax needs like therapy or some shit and like needs to like unpack what's going on in his head. Cause it is fucked up. And obviously, he's gone through a lot in the past couple of years. I'm not like... Losing a parent's terrible. <clears throat> right. But and he's always acted like this, right? No, I know. And I'm just saying, like, 
there's there's healthy ways to cope with it. Like Lala went through the same thing and she stopped drinking because she realized it's not a healthy way to cope with it and it doesn't make her like the best version of herself. And she's stuck to that. It's like Jax needs to like, he just needs to do something. He's needed to do something for years now. We've seen it unravel on film for years. And he's not, he's choosing not to. And it just makes me kind of stressed out. And like, I was stressed out for Brittany and like the whole episode. It's so easy to like like clump Brittany in with him and like make her pay for his mistakes as well. But she even was like, I'm so sick of having to like take the fall for Jax when he's not there because of the decisions he's making. And I'm like, well, you did marry him, but like. And she says that too. She says, right. She says like, but I know the man I married, so I got to deal with it. And it's like, then why did you marry this guy? Yeah. Because just even like, even Max going off on her at the beach about what he was saying to him over text, it's like okay, well, like, why are you going off on Britney? Like, she has no, like, say in it. Like, she showed up, whatever. But, like, I don't know. I feel stressed out for her. And I know I've talked shit about Britney this season because she's been annoying. But I think most of the things I don't like about her are just, like, parts of Jax that have rubbed up on her. You know? And I don't want her. I don't want that for her. I want Britney to do better. It's just weird. Like, I don't even know what to make of it. Like, it's... Jax is just ever unchanging it's so hard to to kind of decipher the being that is Jax you know like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because despite having seen this guy unravel year after year after year for eight years I don't feel like I have really quite a pulse on on Jax like what what really makes him tick you know and there were theories this episode you know Sandoval and Sheena they both theorized that you know, he was getting really upset and angry because he didn't have the attention on him. Which is so true. We talked about it with, like, the birthday party. He didn't want to dress up because it wasn't about him. No doubt. But there have been times where the attention is all on him and he still lashes out. I'm not saying that that's not a component to it. I just feel like, <laughs> shockingly, Jax is deeply complex. <laughs> Which is weird to say <laughs> because he kind of seems like the most shallow human being. But the things that trigger him, as he put it, are so all over the place that he is kind of a complex character. Yeah. And we actually have seen weirdly, like, raw emotional moments from Jax over the years in terms of, like, him realizing that he's a bad person and the mistakes he's made and, like, wanting to own up for that. And, like, I would say the season after his dad died, there was a lot of self-reflection that he went through but I think that that even makes it more frustrating when he does become this like weird monster again because it's like how do you expect us to like root for you still in a way and I don't think he really expects anyone to root for him yeah but he definitely doesn't like being challenged and yeah and man right like he can be deeply deeply maniacal too like the way this episode starts off it was really disturbing to me, and it reminded me of early season Jax, where he, he could just be very manipulative um, when he's talking to Sandoval. When he's talking to Sandoval, and he's like, mm, so like, how, how are you and Ariana doing? And, and I get that could be a little bit of a like producer-planted question. Like, hey, Jax, ask how Sandoval and Ariana yeah. are doing. But also, that's not even a narrative right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing 
happening with them that that should propel that sort of question. It just feels like Jack's probing, maybe looking to spotlight someone else's problems so his problems don't get spotlighted. And again, it's ironic because, again, this guy does love attention. There's no doubt about that. Like, you cannot dispute that he loves attention. But then when he has the attention, he's always trying to, like, deflect, you know, everything off of himself. All of the criticisms. All, all of the attention as well. It, he is so weird. Like, I I really can't get a gra- grasp with this dude. But, but anyway, back to the whole Sandoval thing. Sandoval's like, oh, yeah, we're great. And Jax is like, Really? Really? Because I, I just see, like, uh, you know, sometimes she's giving you, like, backhanded uh, compliments. And that, like, spurs this whole conversation where Jax is clearly trying to create a rift. And he even says at yeah. one point, he's like, oh, you don't call her a bitch ever? And Sandoval is <laughs> like, I know, I, I never use names like that. And he's like, hmm, because I, I thought she's been a bitch many times. Oh, my God. What? My other, um, my other crazy jacks moment that sticks out to me in the first half of the episode is when he's working Mm -hmm. shows up an hour late gets to work and then sheena comes up him and sheena just take a shot together which is just like random (laughs) and then all of a sudden he just starts going off on sheena about Kristen, but doesn't really like say what he's going off about okay that scene starts off they take the shot right yeah. And she's like, do you want to watch my music video? And he's like, oh, not yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, child. She says, are, are you going to Max's beach? And I'm just like, no, why would I drive blah, 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 going off? And she literally is like, okay, I just asked if you're going to the beach. You don't have to attack me. And that right. was another reason why I loved Sheena this episode, because she put him in his place. Yeah, and, and before that, right, when he says the not really comment, she's like, she's like okay, like you're acting kind of rude. And he's like, well, I'm just yeah. really fucking pissed off. Because everyone's a liar. Like, everyone tries to call me a liar. But you know what? Everyone else <laughs> is full of shit. Kristen, Tom, and Ariana. And then he goes into this whole tirade about how, like, Tom and Ariana's entire relationship is a facade. And he says, like, they don't have a normal relationship. I don't know what that means. Really strange. No, and then he goes into yeah. Kristen and how he thinks Kristen's a liar. Then he starts questioning Ariana's depression. Yeah. He starts saying that, like, Ariana only says she's depressed when things aren't going her way. I got to say, Rai, again, I'm not trying to be the armchair psychologist. I'm not trying to diagnose anyone. But Jax does a lot of projecting. And I don't think he's depressed. But he later in the episode starts telling people that he's having mental health issues, right? And he could be, by the way. Right. But it does seem like he's saying that in part. I mean, Sandoval actually theorizes this um in part to gain sympathy yeah which is what well, he accuses Ariana of doing right exactly and that's just why the whole thing is so hypocritical of like he bashes on Ariana for her mental health struggles but then is the first one to use it as an excuse himself after he cusses out Max via text or whatever and then his apology is like well I've been going through so much shit the past couple months like blah 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 so I apologize, but that's just how my mind is working. And it's like, okay, so it's okay if you like have like a freak out, but no one else is allowed to. Also, going back to the Tom and Saint, Tom and Ariana don't have a normal relationship. It's fully his homophobia, like jumping out of like, oh, he thinks that because Ariana's bisexual that they don't have like a normal relationship. That's like fully what it is. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. 
God. He's just like a bad person. This guy is terrible. Like, I I honestly don't see any redeeming qualities about Jax. No, there's not one. Um, I do have a question, though, because I actually was kind of confused, and I don't know if you were able to map this out a little easier. What was the whole thing with Kristen at the end? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Remember early in the episode, um, there was some footage from the time that Jax went to Kristen's house to cut her grass? It's like the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. So in that footage, um, Kristen's talking about this guy who sent her eggplant emojis. Okay. Or as Jax calls it, sexual emojis. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, Kristen and this guy made a sex tape two weeks prior to the pop-up at Davy Wayne's, okay? Okay. Okay. This is according to Jax. Kristen is like, get the fuck out of my business. This is none of your business. This is between me and Carter and the guy. And that was actually four years ago, not two weeks ago. Oh, and by the way, Carter knows all about this. So stop. Why are you doing this? But then Jax is like, well, uh, that's not like, you know, what I've heard. And Kristen... I think Kristen brings Brittany up into it because Kristen then says, why don't you ask your wife about it? And Jack says something like, oh, yeah, I mean, she says I'm not supposed to know about this, but I know about it. Which is basically like when you're not supposed to know about something, that means that you know the truth about it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so Kristen yeah. gets really mad at Brittany for a second. And Brittany does the like non-confirmation confirmation where she's like, oh, Kristen, I didn't tell Jack about it. I swear other friends told him about it. Yeah. But, like, you've talked about it with him then. Okay, clearly. Yeah, you basically just outed her because you're saying, like, I didn't tell him the truth. Other friends told him the truth. Yeah. So dumb. Um, And that's basically it. And then Jax just keeps talking about it. So And Kristen's like, can you please not do this at my work function? Which I think is actually fair. Yeah. Um, Although yeah. great for reality TV for Jax to keep pushing. Yeah. And, and Jax is actually, like, talking about it with fucking Charlie... Right. like everybody the, the world never spoken to in his entire life <laughs> and i actually wrote down some of his monologue at the end kristen asks him to stop right and Jax goes everybody's here yell at everybody not just me such a fucking liar somebody who loves to talk about the truth she sure lies about everything liar she lives in her own delusional world end quote uh, projecting 101 again. Projecting, projecting, <laughs> projecting. I just, like, I think the thing that confused me was, like, why is Jax getting involved in this? Like, why does he care, first off? Like, everyone was pissed. So, uh, I saw this take on Twitter that, like, everyone was mad at Kristen for staying with Carter, but now they're mad at Kristen for moving on and h- hooking up with someone else. Like, I don't get it. Like, why do they care? Why do they care what she's doing? I, I don't really know why why they care, to be honest. Like, Kristen's kind of, like, jumping around and 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 not being, I guess, decisive. It's not, like, unusual for this group. I don't know why they care so much. or I, and, I, and I don't know why they'd be mad at her for trying to move on. This is, this is what I really think it is, right? This group of people can't be counted on to make sense. I am not even looking for sense at this point. I'm just but that's like, what you're asking for. You're asking for it to make sense. like, And, and that's why I can't coherently make sense of this because you're saying, why 
are they mad at her for staying with Carter, right, and wanting her to move on? And then when she moves on, they get mad at her for moving on. That doesn't make sense. You're right. It doesn't make sense. So how do it we make sense make of sense. it? And it doesn't make sense. And I just like the fact that people are talking about it behind her back in one is annoying. But Jax specifically, I don't understand why he got himself meddled in it and made this whole drama other than the fact that he wanted attention, which Tom Sandoval and Sheena both said. It just seemed so out of the blue. And I think him freaking out was just so, it was just so strange to watch. Cause I was like, why are you so, why are you so upset about this? Like, why do you care if Kristen hooked up with a guy two weeks ago or four years ago? Like it has nothing to do with you. And he's, framing it as well why did she lie about it why is she lying about it well because she doesn't owe you anything dude she doesn't have to tell you what she's doing and if you're gonna yeah, like what are you the lie police <laughs> right like as you first off as if you've never lied a day in your life and secondly like it's not your business she never asked it to be your business so if she wants to lie to you about it like she has every right to well it's funny because ever since season three Jax has actually been on a crusade to expose everyone else for lying because <laughs> because I think the events of season two in a way traumatized him. True, but because <laughs> if you remember season three, the whole narr- Jack's narrative is that he's trying to expose um, Sandoval for being a liar by by trying to prove that he had sex with Miami girl. Yeah, he's, we had he, sex. We had sex. We had sex. We had sex. He's Kristen's accomplice in all that. Then he's trying to make Katie out to be a liar because at that point he hated Katie. Yeah. So that's where he reveals that Katie cheated on Schwartz allegedly. And and also he does a double whammy. Uh, he reveals that Schwartz cheated on, on Katie, which turned out to mm, be yes. 100% true because Schwartz cops to it. Um, the, the double whammy. The double cheating. whammy where they're both cheating on each other. Uh, although like Katie's was weird. It was like her doing a... Um, what was it? Like a motorboating a um, penis. Motorboat. Yeah, she motorboat or something <laughs> stupid. I just am like, I think I was just ups- I, not upset because I can't, I don't have the emotional range to be upset about these people anymore. But um, I just was so confused. I think the episode ended and I was like, what the fuck did Jax just go off about? Like that just, it just came out of the blue. Just It came out of the blue the way he attacked Sheena at the bar. It came out of the way... A blue uh, came out of the blue the way he attacked Kristen at her event. It came out of the blue the way he attacked Max over text about his beach cleanup. It just was all so out of the blue, and it was like watching someone spiral is like so awkward to watch, kind of. <laughs> it, it's really sad in a way, but when it comes yeah. to Jax, it's deeply entertaining for some reason. For sure. Um, but it is kind of sad, especially because he is 40 years old. Although I, although I don't think that age precludes a mental breakdown of this sort. Um, it's especially, I think, intriguing because Jax has been so pompous about his glow up. Like I bought the more expensive mansion. I'm the one who got married. In a castle. My wedding was way better than his wedding. Oh, and my other friend... He's never getting married. Like, yeah. He's been so pompous then, about his status in life and how happy he's been that this this sort of blip, you could argue, although it's in reality, the blip was him being happy and like in control and put together. Yeah. Um, but you know, kind of in this season's arc, like it's it really is like this jarring blip. Um 
it's so out of the blue within the context of season eight that, that I agree with you. Kind of come out out of it saying like, what the hell just happened? Uh, especially because it's so persistent happened. throughout the whole episode. It was so childish. And the, it, I think the cherry on top of his childishness was throwing a pool party and inviting Max and Tom Sandoval for no reason and then instantly inviting them back again because of course you guys can come of course I didn't want you of course I want you to be there I just am it's it's just uncomfortable to watch and I loved every minute of it honestly (laughs) you know what it could be right I think there's two major factors going on here I think for one he's obviously a narcissist right yep but I think too he has these delusions of grandeur so right, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obvious, right? But but I think that that's what informs all of this. I, I think okay. I think I may have may have figured it out. I'm like uh, you've, Zach Galifianakis. I've cracked Jacks. I'm like Zach Galifianakis when he's at the blackjack table in The Hangover, and all the numbers are oh are just God. popping up over my yeah. head. The formula has come to me because you know how I'm confused about how this guy who loves attention, right, and seeks yeah. out attention then instantly tries to deflect the attention when, you know, things go awry. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because of the delusions of grandeur, right? So while he's a narcissist, while he wants all the attention, he wants it to be all positive, universally positive coverage, where he's the number one guy in the group, everything is going right, nobody can question him, he's the best, and he runs everything. And that's why he was on such a high when the whole show was about his wedding, his engagement, his giant house, all of that. His, his brainwashing of everyone to not be able to say one negative thing about him and his fiance. That's why he was on such a high. But then the moment things aren't about him, then he seeks attention again. But his the only way he really knows how to seek attention other than having these major life events is to cause drama, stir shit up. Make accusations yeah. about other people. His classic moves, right? So he's going to yeah. try to paint Tom and Ariana as a dysfunctional couple. He's going to try to expose Kristen for having a relationship, which, by the way, is totally cool. Her and Carter are not together. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> like, what are you really doing here? But you're, you're trying to make drama out of nothing. Um, going off on Max because Max is hosting a fun event, right? That's going to get a lot of screen time. And it's not all yeah. about you. It's about Max. It's just insane to me, and I, I, I mean, I famously love attention too, but like, I don't have to like stir shit. It, 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 That's all he knows, though, somebody, right? If it can't be his fortieth birthday, then it has yeah. to be this. He has to throw someone under the bus. That's all he knows, right? I just am so I'm like, this tactic has clearly not not worked all these years because I don't think he's ever had one ounce of positive attention on him. So you'd think he would like rethink his strategy, but. I don't know if he has the mental capacity to understand that. So, geez, Louise. It's so wild. It's wild. It's scary. I'm excited for the rest of this season now because I think people are, I mean, it looks like they're going to have dueling pool parties next week, which I'm so excited for because that's going to be a blow up. But I thought Uh, Sandoval's invited again. I know, but I think that like they're saying, fuck it. Ooh, I hope he does. Like, I think they're having a dueling pool party, and I'm, like, stoked for that because, like, someone needs to bring this guy back down to earth, this crazy Jets guy, that he can't just treat people like shit and then 
say, and oh, by the way, no, you guys can still come and then have them be like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go. Like, no, if someone like uninvited me from their party and then like was like, no, but I was, you, obviously you guys can come. I would be like, well, I don't want to fucking go anymore because you just like fucking uninvited me. <laughs> Especially after those texts. Yeah. I mean, like, that was no. absurd. <laughs> He's awful. I'm happy he was on this episode because it made it interesting, but I still hate him. <laughs> No, I mean, um, that's the caveat. Like, Jax just makes this show, like, infinitely more compelling. Yeah, but it's depressing sometimes. It is kind of depressing. <sighs> um, <laughs> Rye, do you well, want to plug yourself? For having me. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at RyeAlk, R-Y-A-L-K. Or on Twitter at the real TheRealRyeAlk, R-Y-A-L-K. Same spelling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've been... Uh, We've been, uh, I've been tweeting the Roni uh, show as I watched from the beginning, currently on season six. So let me know if you guys uh, have any opinions on Vanderpump Rules or Roni. I'm watching Below Deck. I'm watching this season of Beverly Hills, even though I've never seen Ooh. it. I'm still watching this current season. So yeah, got a lot of Bravo in my life right now. Uh, if you guys want to check out hot and bravoed out on social media we're at hot and bravoed on both instagram and twitter and uh everyone thank you so much for joining us for this recap rye thank you once again and thank uh you bye bye